0: WUKY presents health news you can use. It's Dr. Greg Davis on medicine. Almost half of emerging adult sexual and gender minorities are at high risk for alcohol use disorders compared to older adults. And studies have found that alcohol use increases HIV risk behaviors and HIV disproportionately affects this group. I recently spoke with Dr. Carolyn Lochner assistant professor in the UK Department of Behavioral Science and a faculty member in the UK Center for Health Equity Transformation about a research project she and collaborators here at UK and at Yale are engaged in into using apps to track a link between HIV and alcohol
1: use. What we are doing is we are using a customized smartphone app to not only track alcohol use among sexual minority male and trans individuals, but we are also seeking to intervene on that and to try to help them reduce their alcohol use. Um, So what we're doing is we are testing out an intervention that uses a a technique called motivational interviewing, which has been studied lots and lots of times. Um, And basically what it does is it encourages people to come up with their own goals for reducing their drinking and to really think through what their triggers are um, and, and what their urges are and how to come up with strategies to address them. Um, And that's a pretty standard approach to addressing alcohol use, but sort of the innovative spin that we're putting on it is that it's delivered entirely via mobile phones, um, which is especially relevant for our target population, which is 18 to 35-year-olds. And it also uses these really cool mobile breathalyzers, um, where twice a day we ask people to blow into a breathalyzer that connects to their phone via, via Bluetooth, and it's just a cool way to track their drinking and how it changes from day to day and uh, depending on the time of day. So we have that component to it and then we are also um, using GPS tracking on phones to figure out when people are visiting risky locations, so places where they've been known to drink. Um, And when they visit those places, we can send them a little message that says, hey, this is a place you typically drink. Remember, this this is the strategy that you came up with to help you reduce the urge to drink or to cut back on your drinking. So really just giving them these in-the-moment prompts to help them stick to their drinking goals and reduce their drinking overall. And our goal ultimately is by reducing their drinking, they will also be reducing their HIV risk behaviors, which we know HIV is a significant um, health condition that affects sexual minority male and trans individuals.
0: And is this, uh, you mentioned you're collaborating with Yale University. Are there other institutions involved or is it just our two institutions?
1: it's pretty much just our two institutions we're recruiting here in kentucky and up um, in new haven connecticut Um, we have investigators involved at ohio state and also the university of washington but we're just recruiting sort of at those two locations
0: and you know for for people of a certain generation and i'm including myself in in that euphemism for older people we tend not to realize some of the highly functional beneficial uses of um, smartphone apps Is, is this a new trend in research or are you guys um breaking new ground
1: yeah you know i think this this whole area of research called m health you know mobile health um i've been studying it for a long time but it has definitely gained a lot of traction in recent years um, and i like to look at it as you know of course there are some downsides to people being on their phones all the time but when you're especially targeting this younger population you know i think over 95 percent of them have smartphones Um, almost half of them say that they're online constantly. Um, And so if they're gonna be using these phones, why don't we take advantage of that? And why don't we try to use them for a good purpose, which in this case is helping them to cut back on their drinking. And I see it as sort of really meeting this population where they are um, and using a tool that's familiar to them and acceptable to them.
0: Well, and one that I would think generationally, given the age group that you're going after, they smartphones uh, this type of technology is just second nature to them they might not even think twice about happily uh, agreeing to participate i would think
1: yeah exactly i mean i think we uh, we of course offer some training as part of this project at the beginning but most of them don't need it you know they know how to do things like connect something via bluetooth or answer a mobile survey Um, and i will say too you know i've tested these breathalyzers with older adults i have another study where my average age of participants is in their 60s and they are also using these mobile breathalyzers so you know even though individuals aren't considered you know so so so-called young adults they can still learn how to use these technologies they maybe just require a little extra support but you know mhealth is not limited just to the young i think we can use it for lots of different populations
0: and is this something that you and your Collaborators think you may build upon that that once you have initial data, publish that data, that this would be something you would expand down the road?
1: Yeah, you know, we're doing a pretty big study right now. We're going to be recruiting about 400 people um, across both study sites. So we're hoping to get really solid data um, and really get a sense for how this intervention approach works, if it's effective, if it's effective over the long term. We're going to be looking at long term data. Um, and you know, ultimately, I think we'd love to do sort of a more implementation study and say, okay, well, let's take this outside of these controlled studies. Let's give it to LGBTQ health clinics, you know, uh, community organizations that serve these populations and let's see if they can use it, you know, without the support of professors at universities, you know, can community health workers, can social workers use this app to support their uh, their clients? And I think that's sort of the dream that we see in the future. So. Hopefully at the end of this project, we'll be able to work in that direction.
0: Well, Carolyn, before we part, is there anything else regarding the study um, that is obviously going to reap so much good data? Is there anything else you would want our listeners to know?
1: You know, I think I just, I'm really excited about this study because we are focusing heavily on trans individuals, both trans men and trans women. Um, And I'm excited about that because this is a population that a lot of times has been overlooked in previous research. Um, despite their high need, despite the myriad of difficulties that they face, as far as you know, um, transphobia um, and gender body dysphoria. So I think I'm really excited that we're able to test this intervention and maybe see if we can help them um, and to maybe you know improve their well being a little bit more. So I think I would encourage you know other researchers to really think about how we can also help this population because um, they are certainly deserving of it and. Um, I think it's important to look at their unique risk factors and to consider the unique challenges that they face. And that's something that we are hoping to do here. We're going to be you know, speaking with trans members of our community. Uh, we're gonna be doing focus groups to really help us make sure that we are um, tailoring this intervention in a way that feels appropriate and feels inclusive for them. Um, so yeah, I guess I would say for other people who wanna work with this community, please do so, but also make sure that, you know, you're listening to the voices of the people that you are researching and really thinking through how you can create a study and an intervention that best serves them.
0: My thanks today to Dr. Carolyn Lochner, faculty member in the UK Department of Behavioral Science and the UK Center for Health Equity Transformation for talking with us about research into using apps to track a link between HIV and alcohol use. For more information, visit our website at wuky.org. With health news you can use, I'm Dr. Greg Davis on medicine. Dr. Greg Davis is a forensic pathologist at the University of Kentucky who volunteers his time to cover important medical news for our community. This program is available as a podcast at wuky.org.